Hi everyone and welcome to the final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 1-0 win over Arsenal in the FA Cup fourth round. Joining us for this week's podcast, we have Premier League reporter Paul Belverston and former Saints captain Dean Hammond. Uh, Dean, a terrific win today and a winnable fixture against Wolves to come. How much can a cup run help confidence within a squad, do you think? Yeah, it really can. Um, if you're winning games, uh, it can breed confidence. Yeah, this is all we want as a player is to keep winning games and, and the team played and performed very, very well today. It looked like there was our energy back, uh, the flow back, the creativity, playing on that front foot um, and especially within that first hour of, of the game, they looked superb, completely dominated Arsenal and if they can take that performance into walls, into the next round, there's no reason why they can't progress. Definitely. And, and Paul, what this does mean is that Saints now play every weekend and every midweek for the next three weeks. That's going to be a pretty tough period, but it must be a really, really exciting time for the Saints. Absolutely. Players always say that they'd rather play than train. It means we've got far more football to watch, which is wonderful in this horrendous pandemic and, you know, feeling like you're locked up at home with, uh, with very little else to do. Um, it is going to challenge the squad, of course, because they've got some big players out uh, through injury already is is the injury list at, at eight important players. So, you know, you wonder if there'll be more muscle injuries being picked up. You hope there won't be any big long-term ones. But also, I think the performance today and, and over the past few days has, has shown that Ralph has got a few options up his sleeve still. And, uh, and he clearly has a lot of trust in the academy kids coming through. So, you know, I, I think the future's bright still. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, before we discuss today's FA Cup win in more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Three players, actually, Stevens, Bednarik and Adams, on the edge of the box. Now they all roam as it swung in and hits the crossbar. Ward-Prowse drilled that one. I'm not sure he was trying to score, Dave, but it's another corner, a third in succession. <laughs> I, I, I just saw the ball coming in and I thought, this is going in. I reckon he did that by the, mistake. Whip the top of the barn, gone out. Saints get possession and keep playing it, and it's a good ball down the right. And Adams can barge in towards the Saint Arsenal penalty area. He's gone around Gabriel, shoots low. Leno parries it across the six-yard area, and it'll be a goal kick to Arsenal as the clearance booms off Armstrong. Here's a chance. Oh, Ings plays it back inside to no one. Ward Prowse will collect. Brings Walker-Peters into the game. Right-hand side in the penalty. Low ball to the cross the near post. And Adams gets a touch. And Southampton have the lead. Walker-Peters may be celebrating himself if it got a defensive deflection. But either way, Saints have taken the lead against Arsenal in the FA Cup fourth round midway through the first half. And that Carl Walker-Peters goal was the only difference to see Southampton through to the fifth round of the FA Cup when we will face Wolves away. Uh, Dean Hammond and Paul Belverston are back with us to dissect all the major talking points from that match. Uh, Belvis will come to you first. I think before we saw the team news, Arsenal were probably the favourites going into this one. But really, given the strength of the side we fielded today, it's no surprise to see Southampton come out on top. And I think that's great reward for the bravery in the team selection, because with the injury list, it would have been very understandable if Ralph Hasnutl had said, do you know what, I can't risk any more. We're going to have to sort of knock this one on the head a little bit. Instead, he played virtually his strongest side. And that first hour was absolutely magnificent. Arsenal were dominated, really. Southampton certainly had the game under control. 
you're giving that goal to Carl Walker Peters, are you? <laughs> well, we are going to talk about that a little bit later on. So you can give us our thoughts on on whether you think we should or not. Um, Dean, uh, we'll come to you on your overall assessment of that game. Uh, a nice little warning sign for Arsenal ahead of Tuesday. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, really, really good performance. Very dominant performance. And like Paul mentioned there, just a justified decision by the manager to play such a such a strong team. And it was... The attacking threat and the flow seemed to be back within the first half. The movement of the front four was excellent. They were really, really bright, um, very, very creative, moving off each other, created some really decent chances. Shea Adams won in the first half. We drove at the defence, went round two players, uh, struck the ball uh, across the goal. Really good save by the goalkeeper. Again, the goal by Coldwater Peters, whoever we're giving it to, was, was good play. Um, came across the, the pitch, switch play, committed the defender um, and one on one. And then, it's the, you know, the 15 minutes of the of the second half where Danny Ings hit the post, ball's going across the box. Um, yeah, just really, really composed, um, effective performance. And then the last 15, 20 minutes, very disciplined, kept their good shape, uh, committed defending. So a good result, uh, builds confidence going into Tuesday night. Um, yeah, and it was it was really, really good to watch. You know, we spoke before the show about potentially worrying about not being created and scoring enough goals. I think there was enough there today to show that then players, after a little bit of a rest, uh, have come back refreshed. Yeah, definitely. Well, Paul, now we can deliberate the goal. I'm sure Kyle Walker-Peters will, will want to claim it, but we all know it was an OG, but it did really reflect how good a first half it was for Southampton. Absolutely deserved lead. Uh, yeah, they... Um... It was a it was a well worked goal as well because I think uh, it could well have been tapped in if it hadn't been deflected. But uh, yeah, Fraser Forster was a was a spectator that half, wasn't he? I'm so so impressed with that back four, led by Jan Bednarek. What a rock he is! He is always in the right position. So they didn't have any great concerns at the back. I didn't see Arsenal causing many many problems at all. And then going forwards, as as Dean said always looked like there was a chance to create something in that first 45 minutes, first hour or so. So, yeah, I can't imagine Ralph's team talk was particularly long and involved at halftime. It was just keep going, keep going. He must have realised that uh, Arsenal were going to have a spell and that uh, his team might tire a little bit, given everything that's been going on. But, yeah, first half especially was absolutely magnificent. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, now, in that first half, Dean, we saw James Ward-Prowse hit the crossbar from a corner. A um, bit of a strange one. Firstly, did you think he meaned it? Meant it, sorry. Uh, and how on earth did he do that? <laughs> well, I love James Ward-Prowse. Obviously, you know he's, he's very special at set pieces, but I'm not going to give him credit for that. I don't think he meant to do that. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of variety in, in the set pieces today, different uh, angles, uh, different uh, strikes, you know, inside his foot, he's driving the ball, different movement for the strikers in the box. Um, but yeah, I don't think he meant that, but it almost kept, it almost caught the keeper out. Um, and if he did mean to do it, I apologise, but you know, that's that's um, very, very creative because there wasn't much of an angle there. But no, he had a very good performance again, uh, James Wilkes, he really did. And when he plays well, or the two midfield players well, Diallo again did the, the dirty stuff. Very, very disciplined, you know, lots of energy, winning second balls, winning the ball back and giving it to the, the more creative players. So them two were very, very good. And uh, actually, James Ward-Prowse's set pieces all afternoon were, were very, very dangerous, putting them in such a 
difficult area for defenders to defend and making them make decisions. But I'm not going to give him credit for that, I'm afraid. Well, he wasn't the only Saints player to hit the woodwork. Uh, Danny Ings was back in the side today and he hit the post in the second half, although the move was pulled back for offside. Paul, how did he do uh, for you overall today coming back in? Especially that first half, he looked very fresh, didn't he? There were no lingering issues with the COVID when on the other side of the, well, uh, up against him, when Shea Adams was up against Gabriel, who's also had a, a layoff because of COVID, he did look very sluggish when Adams pushed the ball one side and then ran round him, which was a wonderful moment. But yeah, I think there were tremendous signs that, uh, that Danny Ings looked sharp, he looked fit, they were linking up so well up front again, all, all four of them with Armstrong and Walcott in there as well. So yeah, no great surprise again to see him come off late on. But um, but no, I think I don't think Arsenal will be looking forward to facing him at all again on Tuesday here. I think with a bit of luck, a bit of a run injury free now for Danny because he's he's not had big injuries. He just keeps picking up these these little annoying ones that give him two, three, four weeks out, don't they? So if he can have a little run injury and issue free now, I think we could see him uh, explode again in terms of goal scoring. Uh, well, we've had Dean and Paul's thoughts so far on the show, but now it's time to see what you're saying at home. Uh, plenty of comments coming into us, as you'd expect. Azza on YouTube, good afternoon. He says, wow, what a win that was. Let's go. Uh, Forster's stats in these three games. He's played naught goals conceded and three wins. Certainly not bad, Azza. Uh, Stephen, hello. He says, tough win, but a great win. Dug in deep to the end, uh, but we go again on Tuesday. Uh, Saints 1976 has left us this comment on YouTube. What a great start to Saturday. Well done, Saints. Come on, you red, says Margaret. Andrew said a fabulous win for the Saints. Bring on Wolves now. Yes, absolutely. On to the fifth round we go. Uh, Katie, good afternoon. She says, so happy. Come on, you reds. Uh, knocking out the current holders. Incredible. Yes, this is Arsenal's competition. So a big win for the Saints today. Yeah, definitely. And Southampton did field a pretty strong side today. Paul, you said that you expected Ralph to make quite a few substitutions. It was actually uh, made, or he's made his first, sorry, in the 78th minute. Was that just a reaction to being 1-0 up and uh, you know wanting to hold on to the to the result. I think the big thing with Ralph is the immense amount of trust he has in his players and he works them furiously hard in the week. He expects a real uh, extremely high level of fitness from them all and I think that was him showing faith and trust in in them there that he knew that the desire, the work rate, the energy levels they were all going to be maintained right the way through despite all the problems that they've got and uh, and when you bear in mind that Mikel Arteta brought on three very very big key performers for himself recently Thomas Partey who's been immense in the middle of midfield Alex Lacazette all the pedigree he's got up front and and Bukayo uh, Saka who, who has had such an influence recently he brought all of those on Ralph didn't feel any need to change anything dramatically at all it was only late on and then when you do make substitutions you you want them to to make an impression, have an impact, cause the opposition problems, even if you only bring them on for a few minutes. And I think Dan Anundalu, again, showed why he's uh, had such an impressive little run of uh, cameos recently. And then, of course, the, the start against Shrewsbury. And Shane Long, I mean, I, I thought it was a penalty late on. He certainly caused them problems as well. There seemed to be some contact there and he went down, but, you know, maybe not enough. Who, who, who knows? But uh, but all the, um, yeah, the players coming on had an impact the players who stayed on never dropped their their levels at all. It was so impressive always round. You knew that Arsenal were going to come into it and cause a few uh, difficult moments, but 
to be honest, I, I don't, I still don't think Fraser Forster was, was, was troubled that much. He had that one save with his legs at that, the ball came, came off uh, Jack Stevens from Eddie Nketiah's shot. But yeah, what a tremendous all-round performance. Well, Dean, I want to invite you to give your thoughts on that then. Uh, as Bell was just said, Fraser Forster wasn't tested too much in that game, but how did he do for you overall? Yeah, he did fine. He did very well again. You've mentioned the stat that, that it's a third clean sheet, I think three wins. So, yeah, he's, he's done very, very well for uh, coming back in from the cold after a long period out. The, the save he actually had to make was a really, really good save. He was very patient. He came out, closed the angle down and then made a really, really good save with, with his left foot. So that was impressive because he'd not had a lot to do. So his concentration levels were there, which is excellent, which is really, really important for a goalkeeper. His kicking was fine. It was okay. There was a, I think once in the first half, he was a little bit slow where he tried to play out, but he looked comfortable playing out, which Ralph demands off his goalkeeper and his back four to, to play out from the back. And I think second half, one flashed across the goal and he, he made a really, really good contact and made a good punch that cleared the area out of danger. So he did fine again. And it's, it's really, really important to have that competition for that, that place. You know, McCarthy's been fantastic. He's rightly the number one. But Fraser Forster behind him will improve McCarthy's performances because he'll know how to, he'll have to continue to play well to keep the number one spot. So he did very well. Another clean sheet for him. So he couldn't ask for any more. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's also another opportunity to see Ibrahima Diallo in the midfield. Dean touched on it earlier about him being in there doing the dirty work. Paul, what's your overall verdict on his performance today? Oh, he's, he's just incredible, isn't he? What a bonus he's been because... He arrived as he's obviously only only 21 and he arrived with uh, a lot of developing to do, we were led to believe. But after the loss of Pierre-Emile Hoybier over the summer, there's been this wonderful reaction by Oriol Romeu coming in and, and performing so well. And then when Romeu is lost to suspension and then injury, in comes Diallo. And he looks like he's been playing in the Premier League all his life. It's it's just been incredible. He's got he's got the lot. Yes, he does the dirty work, but he can he can pass and, and doesn't try to do anything too extravagant there. We saw he's got a wonderful burst of pace when he chased Pepe back 50 yards and then just sort of uh, danced away from him. He looks so assured on the ball. His positioning is so good. He, he presses well. He's really... Um, uh, uh, managed to pick up on that pressing philosophy that uh, that Ralph demands and um, expects all of his his players to do. He smells danger as well, which is so important in that position. And uh, and and we talked about how influential and important Prousey is in the middle of midfield. Well, one of the big successes this season has been how how well he and Romeo have dovetailed and and controlled the middle of the park like that. Diallo has come in and there hasn't been a drop at all. He, I think he made his debut against Chelsea, played against Liverpool, clean sheet against Fulham as well. Now this game again today, he has been a huge bonus. And how you fit all three of them into the team going forward, I don't know. And how you choose between them, it gives, it's it's obviously a wonderful problem to have. It offers up the uh, the prospect of, of good rotation in there as well to keep that engine room fresh. But yeah, he has been a huge bonus. What a wonderful signing in the uh, in the close season. 
um, most definitely another great performance from him. But as you say, probably causing Ralph a few headaches. Um, Mark Littlewood at home agrees with us. Uh, he says Diallo looks like an absolutely terrific find. Uh, plenty more comments coming in from you all at home. Thank you very much for getting in touch with us here on the final whistle. Uh, Lorraine says great win for the Saints. First half better than second, but we did hang in there. Uh, Steve Clark, thanks for this one. He says looking forward to seeing Southampton face Arsenal in the league on Tuesday. Uh, Ashley said, I said we'd win 1-0. Love our work ethic now for Tuesday night. Uh, we've got a comment here from Bodmin Saint on Facebook. A great result, lads. Let's go again on Tuesday. And Will's nodded to just how great Jan Bednarek's been. Uh, he's proving himself every week and our back four is looking so strong. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. This is good for us. Uh, definitely, we we took it very serious today, I think, and, and uh, tried to to yeah, win against the cup holder and I mean uh, big home game it's a pity that the fans are not here and, and, and can watch us uh, fighting against them and I think we showed them some good uh, yeah, actions and first half was definitely a very good one from our second half a little bit more under pressure but it's also normal yeah you were obviously coming under a bit of pressure like you say in the second half but it was a really really strong start to the game and that was a deserved lead that you took into half time wasn't it? Yes absolutely I mean uh, first half was very good organised also calm on the ball tried to let them run uh, uh, played some good uh, chances had good ball wins early ball wins no it was a very committed performance but, but uh, tough against the strong side It's a really good bit of pressing from Ibrahima Diallo and also obviously Stuart Armstrong to win the ball for the start of that goal. Ibra seems to have settled in really well. How pleased have you been with his performances? Absolutely pleased. Uh, fantastic signing from ours and uh, he's uh, our future and, and I'm very happy to have him here. Um, showed some very good good uh, actions. It's obviously uh, not, not very usual that you get through two rounds of the cup in the same week into the fifth round now. And it gets to that stage of the competition where it starts to get a little bit more exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's like uh, this week when we've played twice against Arsenal. Now we have twice uh, uh, Wolves. But uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's still a way to go. At first we have a few Premier League games uh, and uh, we must uh, try to win them and then, then we can focus on the cup again. Saints now move on to the fifth round of the FA Cup and it's Wolves next uh, away from home. They scraped past Chorley last night, Dean. What are your early thoughts ahead of that game? It's a good game for Southampton. It really is. You know, when you get into the fifth round, there's a lot of good teams remaining in the competition um, because they've got that far and going away to Wolves. Southampton will be confident. Wolves are having a very indifferent season. There's no real consistency to their play. They're, they're struggling to score goals. Um, so, yeah, it's a good opportunity for Southampton to progress. It'll still be a difficult game. To go to Molyneux is never easy. And if Wolves turn up, they can be a good team. Um, but Southampton to be confident and I don't think there's many better ties they could have got. Potentially a home tie, of course. That's always what you look for in, in, in your cup run. Um, but yeah, going to Wolves, I think they'll go into that game thinking we can progress again. We can we can go there. We know what the manager's like. Every game he tries to win. He'll play on the front foot. He'll try and attack Wolves and Wolves are vulnerable. So yeah, a good game and they'll be go confident going into that to, to try and go into the next round. And that's when it gets really exciting. Yeah, it certainly does. It will be a tough test, but of course, the next job at hand is to face these guys once again. Yes, we will be in action against the Gunners on Tuesday. Uh, now, Balvers, as always, we're going to put you on the spot and ask you your predictions for, for an early lineup on that match. 
You're going to mention that without uh, actually referring to my prediction of 1-0 Saints win here today. <laughs> I think we should give you a bit of praise for that, to be fair. But I must add, you did say you were going to go with the same prediction as Dean. So I'm not sure you deserve that much credit. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting your memory to be quite that reliable. Um, I'm just pleased that this is my first win on this show because I did the Palace game on the opening day and then for the other day. So at least things have turned around I think as far as Tuesday goes it'll be much the same again I think Alex McCarthy will come back in for Fraser Forster and then of course there is this forced change at left back with Ryan Bertrand suspended so presumably Jake Vokins comes in for a I think that'd only be his second Premier League start apart from that I can't see any changes maybe Ori Rameau might be back and then there's that headache that we referred to earlier but surely the front four the the rest of the back line Prowse is going to stay in so I think two changes maximum if he doesn't make those two changes if if Alex McCarthy is kept out by Fraser Force that would be a big shock and the other changes uh, enforced so I think um, I think it'll have to be that but I think it's interesting as well with the cup draw that go to Wolves midweek is it around the 10th and then that weekend back uh, back against Wolves again so it's another double header just like this one against Arsenal has been and and yeah Wolves won't be relishing this draw at all so uh, yeah Hopefully, Southampton keep uh, keep this wonderful little run going. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Paul Belveston. We'll be back for the visit of these guys again, Arsenal. See you on Tuesday night.